everyone's favourite pastime of having a wee nip and a cheeky wee drink on the side. We're your hosts, Sia and Pip, and we're finally back! <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, we've been away for a while, haven't we, Pip? Yeah, we have, we're unfortunately. Very life happened, um, lots of life happened, and, well, we just didn't have time, and I also lost my laptop for a while, so we didn't actually have anything to record on, so that <laughs> potentially, you know, exacerbated the issue. But so, we yeah. are finally back. And what we mean by all this is we're really, really competent podcasters, guys, and it has nothing to do with alcohol consumption. Nope. Not at all. It's no not way. So convincing. <laughs> <laughs> it actually didn't. So this time I am going to be reviewing Yellowtail Shiraz. And by reviewing I just mean reading out the label and telling you whether or not I think it's nice. Yeah. So it's Shiraz from Yellowtail, um, which is an Australian wine, tagline being rich, juicy, thoroughbred Australian classic. <laughs> and the long description of it is a Yellowtail Shiraz is an archetypal Australian red wine full of big, bold and bright flavours of red and blackberries and smooth vanilla, balanced with earthy tones and soft, ripe fruit sweetness. I would, say, I would say yes, that seems to be a good description. See, I was with you right until it said like earthy tones, at which point I'm like, because I don't drink red wine, I can't stand it, it makes me feel ill. But you say earthy tones, and I'm like, does that mean it tastes like foil? I know it's a really stupid thing to say, but... it It's not... It's really hard to describe if you don't have the vocabulary of it. But it's just... It's nice. It's not, like, super sweet. Yeah. Um, but it's still... You know, it's, it's, it's a good flavour. It's nice. Mm. It seems to be, you know, pretty full-bodied. I just drink... Wine-wise, I only drink white and rosé. I'm a whip, but you can obviously get the whole like different fruit taste and things like that, and they're not usually described as earthy. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like it just it maybe has got that extra depth of flavour to it rather than just berries. But yeah, it's tasty. It's nice. Quite. I think it'd probably be quite easy to drink. So mm-hmm. that's why I only got a little bottle. That's yeah. only a glass. <laughs> and what knitting would you pair it with? Ooh. I think actually it probably go quite well with the jumper that I'm knitting at yeah. the moment, so which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So something yeah. you know, iron weight that's not super complicated, so you can sit down, have a wee glass, mm. watch something on the TV, and knit away to your heart's content. Yeah. yeah. So what are you reviewing today then? So I'm not actually drinking at the moment because it's actually really really potent, but a friend very very kindly and generously got me the Unicorn Tears Gin for Christmas which I'm sure some of you guys will have seen knocking about online around Christmas and stuff like that. It's a Mahusif bottle with a unicorn on the front, and it's basically gin with glitter in it. So basically what you're saying is that your love of unicorns rivals Deadpool. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they got me the gin for Christmas. It is, I don't, I can't remember what the percentage was, but it's one of the most potent things I've ever drunk. I was there when you were drinking it. It was quite clearly very potent. Yeah, I had, we tried one shot, just as is, so that we could, you know, see what it tastes like, and it, it's nice, but I'd also liken this friend to paint stripper, unfortunately. <laughs> and it goes nicely with lemonade, but I think my main criticism would be there's glitter in it, but it all sinks to the bottom of the bottle, so even after you've shaken it up, it never actually comes out in the shop. It's like a pretty effect, but I just don't see the point of it, I guess. Yeah. And I wouldn't pair it with any knitting whatsoever, because, yeah. It, you're not gonna be, you're not no, gonna be in no, a no, right it's very, strong, it's very, very strong stuff. 
I think it's a nice drink to have as a wee treat every now and again, or like a novelty on your shelf, but mm. I don't think it's, it's not your casual, it's a Friday night, I'm going to sit down with a box set and some chocolates and a gin and tonic type of gin. And it's serious gin. Yeah, and even then, I don't think it's intended as serious gin. I don't think it's one that you'd want to waste on, it's Friday night, it's 11 o'clock, I'm going to pre-drink until I can't see and then I'm going to go out clubbing. Mm. I don't think it's one of those gins either. I, I, I think basically it's a pretty bottle that's meant to look good on your shelf and you probably shouldn't open it and drink it, <laughs> to be honest. Oh dear. I, wish, I don't know. I'm really conflicted about it because on the one hand, it's a lovely gift and it's amazing and it's quite funky and out there, but on the other hand, I just don't understand the purpose of the alcohol in it. <laughs> drink at your own peril, guys, is what I'd say. Maybe buy it, maybe not, but I don't think it's necessarily one that you'd cheerfully buy. You have to be able to handle chance. the alcohol. Yeah. yeah, and I don't really drink anymore these days because I'm nearing the grand old age of 25 and I oh. can't be bothered anymore. Oh dear. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's not like, you know, Young I haven't been problems. 25 for six months. Yeah. Well, I haven't, but, yeah. you know, close enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just don't have the energy for yeah. that kind of thing anymore. I'd rather sit down and cup of tea, to be honest. Yeah. Speaking of which, even though we are called tipsy nits, we did have a discussion where yeah. it's not always going to be alcohol. Neither of us are actually that big drinkers. You wouldn't think it by the name that we chose, but, you know, it might move on to things like teas yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it's not necessarily going to be alcoholic every month. Apologies if that's what you're, you know, looking for every single month, but yeah. it would probably be good for our livers as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, like, undergrad uni probably did that for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Obviously since it's been like, what, four months? I'd say it's been since middle of October, so four or five months since we had the last episode. As I said, life happened. It has yeah. been a bit crazy. We have cast on a lot of things. Yeah, we have still been able to knit. Yep. And in some cases, crochet. Yeah. Firstly, I'm going to go through what yes, I have been doing in terms of my knitting. I have quite a few things, so it's not going to be super in-depth, but I'll link to my Ravelry page in the blog so you can have a wee yeah. look at the different projects. But yeah, I should probably point out, I taught Pip to knit. Pip knits at a rate that I'm pretty sure isn't actually human. I think she might be an X-Man or something with, like, extra powers or something because my god the speed <laughs> it's it's not right so it's because i get a lot done at work <laughs> i knit in between calls i work in a call center it's been quiet so no, i think you actually have like arms hidden underneath your hoodie i think you have like Shh, you're like secret. an octopus secret. <laughs> <laughs> hey what have you been knitting for okay so for christmas i knit my mum an oiligan when she was over for the wedding she actually picked up the yarn from the wonderful queen of pearls um, hello zoe so I knit an Oiligan in Drops Andes for my mum. Oiligan, of course, being by the wonderful Kate Davies. It took me a few weeks. I had to guess on sizing because obviously my mum doesn't actually live in Scotland. But she got it in time for Christmas and she absolutely loved it. So I'm very happy with that. Suits you as well. It's a lovely colour. Yeah. So I also knit a couple of pairs of Fightin' Words by Annie Watts. My first pair, the contrast wasn't good enough. They're not great. My husband has appropriated them because he likes the subtle kind of pattern but my second pair I knit in Shetland Spindrift from Jameson's with like a violet and like a 
quite like light. Like green, isn't it? Yeah, it's a blue. It's like kind of, it's quite an intense light blue. Mm. And they pop, and I love them so much. I was terrified of colour work for so long, and they were so easy, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love them. They're great for work, because at work it's freezing, mm. and I have to wear them so that my hands don't freeze. I also knit a crazy colour hat by Yelena M. Dasher. Basically, Hubby got a book of mini skeins and leftover bits and pieces book, and there was this crazy colour work hat. And I was like, yes, I need this in my life. So I knit that in some yarn from Moffy and the Squid from Etsy. Turns out they're actually local um, to me. They're just outside Glasgow. And the yarn is amazing. It's so vibrant. It's so squishy and wonderful. Everyone compliments me on the hat everywhere I go. And they all can't believe that it's hand dyed because it's just so gorgeous. That and it's really, like, just to, like, jump in, it's really, really solid colour. Yeah. There's not a like tiny bit on any of the skeins where the dye hasn't touched it pretty much. It, mm. it almost looks commercially dyed, and I don't mean that as a criticism, it's just how wow. solid and yeah, vibrant and in your face the colours are. Yeah, they're fantastic. Mm. I also got round to knitting myself a babble hat from um, Donna Smith. It was the official Shetland Wool Week 2015 pattern. I'd wanted to make one for ages, mm. I finally got round to it, and I used Shetland Heather Aaron for that from Jameson's. And lastly, I knit a castle law from the Neighbourhood Sheep Society, which was Chilla Valley Alpaca, dyed by Ginger Twist Studio, and the patterns by Claire Devine. And I love it. It's so warm and beautiful, and it was a great pattern to knit. So once it comes available, if you don't have the pattern, um, and they, they release it to non-club members, you should definitely pick yourself up a copy. It's beautiful. And I've only got two projects on the needles. <laughs> only. I've got a Lush by Tin Can Knits in uh, Drops Merino which is going to look amazing when it's finished. I can't wait, but I'm just in that stockinette body bit. And speaking of stockinette bodies, <laughs> I'm also knitting a Gamel Dags by Helena Magnuson in Hayfield Aran, and the pattern is absolutely beautiful. I love it. I can't wait for it to be finished. Done both the sleeves, just working through the body at the moment. and I cannot wait to do the yoke. It's going to be great. I have wanted an Icelandic-style mm. yoked jumper for years. And now I'm confident enough with the colour work. I can't wait to have this. I'm hoping it's going to be ready for Edinburgh Yarn Fest, which would be really nice because I'd love to show it off. <laughs> Fair. And Sia, you've been knitting some as well. Yeah, not as insanely as you have. Um, <laughs> once again, my hand and wrist got the better of me, so I had to take some time off and it was heartbreaking. Aww. But apparently, despite that, I still managed to do a lot. <laughs> In fact, looking at it, it's probably why my wrist got a bit <laughs> um, sore again but I don't think I finished it last time but I finished my carousel and hat which is from the autumn 2015 issue of Pom Pom Quarterly Mag and it's just a wee colour work hat with little Dala horses on and it's so cute it's super cute um, I've worn it a lot I've got so much wear of it over winter and I did it in Drops Charisma it's almost it's practically waterproof <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like my go-to hat now i didn't put the pom-pom on it that they put on the pattern just because i find that pom-poms add weight to hats and then they just fall off my head mm. at which point i then have to use like hundreds of kirby grips to pin it to my head mm. and then i lose the kirby grips and it's all which, disaster yeah which point i then can't attach the hat to my head in the first place so it's just never-ending circle so it doesn't have the pom-pom on but it fits beautifully um if i do say so myself which i do <laughs> so that's good um I want a bit of a pom-pom kick, actually. I then did a moss and deer horns hat in some mustard-coloured drops Alaska, 
lovely, lovely yarn. Beautiful stitch definition, really enjoyed that. And it's quite clever, it's that the horns, like it's the lace detail on it, it almost looks like it's cabled, but it's actually lace, really clever. I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was lace, I thought it was cable. Yeah, my flatmate said that as well, she was like, you're not using a cable needle, are you cabling without a cable needle? And I was like, no. <laughs> so what else did I do? I then did a tall, dark and handsome cowl for my man pal, who is Canadian and very nice. And I figured, you know, Canadian designers, Canadian pattern, Canadian recipient, almost practically themed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did that in some Drops Alaska, some Drops Alpaca and some Drops Big Merino. I held it all triple and it, it's, it is really big and it is really smooshy. <laughs> He basically likes being really, really warm. Like, although he's from Canada and it's obviously cold over there, he, he's over here and he whinges about it all the time. And he's probably going to listen to this and then he's going to, you know, turn around to me and be like, I do not whinge about the heat all the time and stuff like that. But he does. He does. He, he, lived, he lived with um, me and hubby for about a month and yeah. he, he feels the cold in Scotland apparently more than he did in Canada, which <laughs> yeah. to me is baffling. But, you know, apparently that's how yeah. it goes. So. And worst case scenario, we'll just edit this out and you'll never know. <gasps> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I did the tall, dark, and handsome cowl for him. I've actually knit it before, and it's a really simple pattern. It's pretty much a 12 row repeat, I think. And I've done the matching hat for my mum before as well. It's really nice, simple knitting that you can just sit down and do. And because I had it all held triple, I pretty much got it done over an evening, so that was glorious. I then branched out into crochet. I've never had much luck with crochet in the past, mostly because for some reason my brain doesn't remember the stitches. So my hands remember the movement, but I can't remember what the actual stitch I'm doing is, mm -hmm. which is a bit of a problem. But I made my mum sort of basically a massive cowl using some pencil roving from Queen of Pearls. And it was based on like a mishmash of several Outlander patterns that were on Rav that were free. Um, but mum quite likes it. It's really big. Super smooshy. <laughs> it's super, super smooshy, because you've used a pencil roving before, haven't you? Uh, yeah, my husband is obsessed with the pencil yeah. roving. <laughs> obsessed. I can understand why, and it crochets up beautifully. Um, and my mum now apparently wears it on the playground at work, because it's freezing down in Yorkshire. So that's nice. And I've just finished crocheting the Triangel from, I think it was the Winter 2014 pom-pom quarterly. Um, <laughs> I've had a bit of a pom-pom phase at the moment. Now, having Sia earlier tell you that I knit at a rate of knots, she has knocked up this <laughs> massive triangle. It's huge and gorgeous. Huge. She knit that in what seems like about four days. So really, actually, yeah. she can get some speed on when she really wants to as well. The thing is, though, it hasn't actually taken me that long. It's taken me about ten days in total. And I started it thinking, this is going to be a perfect way to stash bust and also, you know, actually do some more crochet. And then it turned out to be the stitch that I'd mastered a couple of years ago anyway. <laughs> it was quite nice in that it didn't actually take a lot of, you know, mental power for me, but at the same time it was a bit kind of like, so much for trying different stitches. However, it is a lovely, lovely pattern to work. Um, it's very nice, mindless crochet, and... The colours that you've chosen are beautiful. Yeah, I did it using some Rusty Ferret sock yarn, which we're going to talk about later in the podcast. Some, I think, I don't know if it's Sarah or Sarah, Sarah Texture Crafts, um, Merino and Tensile yarn, which I've never used Merino and Tensile before, but Pip had a smoosh. It almost, Ooh, it almost, so smooshy. It kind of feels like Merino silk yarn, but it's stretchier and bouncier. It's gorgeous. And it's not, a, it's not yarn that I've ever used before, but I'd definitely use it again. I want some. It's, it's, it's just so bouncy and cosy. Um, I definitely use that again. And it's really um, beautiful the way that it comes out in the colour. It's yeah. quite shiny. 
Yeah, and then my fifth and final triangle was made using some remnants of some hedgehog fibers sock, which again is really nice and soft and mushy as well. It doesn't feel like sock yarn, like you know your classic high twist sock yarn that you use for a sock. So again, it almost feels like silk. So yeah, I'm quite happy. <laughs> so that's my four end crochet. At the moment, I've got a castle off on the needle, just like pips. Mm -hmm. Again, it's lovely, lovely yarn, lovely pattern. I love, I love Jess and I love Claire. They're geniuses. Um, They're a match made in heaven, really, yeah. aren't they? And then I'm knitting again, now that my wrist is relatively healedish, and I'm doing a buccaneer shawl by Justina Lokowska. Very pretty. Thank you. And I'm doing that in some old maiden Anne in cold sheep. I'm a little bit obsessed with that colourway a year on after I first used it for another shawl. Then I'm using the coloured zig I'm doing the zigzag version rather than the lace, and I'm using some odds and ends under the yarn. So I've got some Ginger's hand dyed in there, I've got some Drops Baby Merino in there, I'm gonna get some Mad Tosh in there <laughs> when I start my next set of zigzags. There's a bit of Shetland Spindrift. Yeah, there's some Shetland Spindrift in there as well. So it's gonna be nice and bright and colourful. Um, I feel that 2016 is gonna be a year of colour. Yes. Nice and bright because it's been so grey so far. Yes. I mean, I do love grey as like a base colour and everything like that, but I, th I think that this year needs some colour because up here in Glasgow it's absolutely horrible at the moment. And it's been grey most of through 2015 as well, yeah, so we oh need, God, you know, we're due some nice colour, I yeah, think. Exactly. So. But yeah, that is me gabbling really, really fast about what's on my needles. <laughs> I do hope you guys kept up. If not, I'm really sorry. I'm sure if you like slow the podcast down to 50% speed. You know, yeah. you'll be able to, to make us out. Yeah. I've not had any alcohol today, but I said I'm really, really highly caffeinated. <laughs> and there's also possibility for my parents to be listening. Hi, Mum and Dad! <laughs> <laughs> so the Rusty Ferret sock yarn that Sia mentioned earlier, both her and I have actually worked with it. Yeah. I picked up two skeins of it at the Big Issue... Warm and working War event. Yep, warm and working event at Queen of Pearls, which was fantastic, by the way. It was a great day. Yes, thank you very much, Zoe. Wonderful day. Great to Absolutely. see everybody. And Sia picked up a skein there. And I got two as well. You got two? Yeah. And she also recently got yeah. herself a lovely skein on the Valentine's colourway. So I've actually wrapped it up and put it in my bag. I won't unwrap it so you guys don't have the rustling paper noise, but it, I think it's called Phantasma, and it's on the Wink Fault Ply base, so it's a merino nylon stellina. So pretty. I can't wait to, I can't wait to knit with it. It's going to look lovely. Um, Leona's done some beautiful work there. Yes. Um, but so yeah, the, we should tell you what we think about the sock. The sock yarn. So the Rusty Ferret sock yarn, it's 75% superwash wool and 25% nylon, and it's basically a joy to work with um i thoroughly enjoyed working with it i made a sign by amanda b collins mm -hmm. oil print panda um it's got beautiful stitch definition um it works well on cables and lace because i was doing both yeah um, and twisted stitches <laughs> um and i've still got a skein of it left and i don't know what to do with it because yeah. it's just so gorgeous mm -hmm. um the colourway that I have is called the Dark Below and it's like a, it's like greys and browns and it's very reminiscent of like granite and stone and it's absolutely mm. stunning. As it, soon as I saw it I knew I needed it. It looks very steampunky to me actually, it reminds me of sort of like metal and cogs and oil. Yeah. And really nicely done. It's absolutely gorgeous. Whereas the colourway that you have is called Kevin. <laughs> That's one of two. I got two skeins as well. Um, for the tree and shawl, I use the Interstell Cloud colourway. And it's it's beautiful. It's really supple. It's sort of like greys. And it's got little hints of pink and purple thrown in there. And 
it looks really nice. Um, if I do say so myself, it's beautiful. Um, crocheted up. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 just so lovely. It's really really rich yarn. I think it's got lots of in depth to it. I think. And then yeah, the other scheme that I've got is a really nice turquoisey colour with little flashes of other colours on it, like purples and pinks and that, and it's called Kevin. It looks like someone's kind of yeah. done ink ink splotches yeah. on it. It's really and pretty. Again, it's really, really saturated bright colour, so it contrasts quite a lot with the interstellar cloud that I've just used, but yeah. Um, in terms of the crocheting, it's really nice to work with. It's quite soft in your hands. It looks good. It holds the stitch definition really nicely as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I found it the easiest yarn that I was working with to sort of like get the right, almost right gauge. It was the most consistent to work with, that's probably the best yeah. way of putting it. I always find crochet a lot. I always find as well, like with some yarns, you'll be able to find a rhythm for crochet. And yeah. With some, you can, and that yeah. looks as if it's. The, when I was knitting with it as well, it feels like the kind of yarn you would be able to get a good rhythm with yeah. for the kind of crocheting things. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it blocks yet because I'm actually wearing my tree and having just finished it today, but I'd imagine it'll block quite nicely. Your shawl blocked. It was on the blocking mats when I came in and. Yeah, it blocked my. Yeah. I've just literally. About an hour and a half ago, took my sign off the blocking mat, and it's it. I mean, there was almost no spring back. It held yeah. it perfect. It was amazing, and it looks fabulous. So yeah. I love it. I it love it. Really, it is really annoying when you block something and then it springs back straight away, no matter how long you blocked it for, mm -hmm. or um, how or how like you know stre how stretched it was when yeah. you were blocking it. It's a bit frustrating. So no, it was really good. The the rusty ferrets really held it, and I can't wait yeah. to get some more. Basically, it yeah. is on my list. More. Yeah. It's More wonderful. in my stash, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Leona. <laughs> wonderful. So, uh, having spoken about the Rusty Ferret uh -huh. yarn, I mentioned signed by Amanda B. Collins, a.k.a. Oil Print Panda. It's a gorgeous shawl. It is semicircular. The main body of the shawl is twisted stitches, and they kind of form, like, a growing in width line down until you hit the border, which is like lacing cables but it's really unique looking it's really hard to describe but it's absolutely stunning mm -hmm. and it's basically meant to evoke like um new years in edinburgh so you've got like the the sheer face of the cliffs beneath edinburgh castle contrasted with the fireworks when they go off um when it hits midnight on hogmanay and i mean you really feel that in the shawl it's absolutely stunning and the the rusty ferret yarn i bought it because i knew what the inspiration was so i went for kind of the granite tones and the rock mm. tones and it just has all come together to basically create this absolute thing of beauty mm. and i can't wait to wear it i said just off the blocking mats yeah and it's absolutely beautiful and definitely worth knitting i mean it is very very unique i haven't really seen anything like it no i've not um, seen anything like it either and the combination of the lace and the cables that Amanda's used in sort of like the bottom edge of it. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Absolutely beautiful. And then you've got a wee yeah. pico bind off that just really brings it all together. Yeah. Um, it, it really does look kind of like a firework exploding. Like yeah. Like down the bottom edge. I'm making hand gestures which you guys can't see and isn't actually that helpful. But definitely go look it up on Ravelry because yeah. the outer edges do look sort of like the outer edges of a firework that exploded and it's just bursting. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it is a shawl that makes you think of movement, you know, it, yeah. you, you really get a sense of the action that's going on. I think sort of like the columns of twisted stitches and that at the top really help with that as well. Yeah, they kind of pull your eye down mm. until you get to the 
the lace and the, the cable section and it just is it's just beautiful yeah. it really is a beautiful beautiful shawl mm. i would definitely recommend everyone to mm. to check it out and it's quite quick knit as well yeah you, know, you, you get into a rhythm and it is quite quick so definitely worth it good one skein knit for those of you and it works really well in variegated semi-solid and solid mm, it does actually because amanda's done it in a semi-solid and it looks amazing Whereas mine was very variegated. Yours in the variegated, but it does work with the variegated. Yeah. Because sometimes you do find that details do get lost with variegated yarn, at which point I know I always end up going for the same, like, garter stitch, yeah. you know, basic shawl, just so that it shows off the yarn. But I think it's nice that it works quite well like that. Yeah. It's been great. So I would definitely yes. recommend go check it out. Go look on Ravelry. It's absolutely beautiful. exciting stuff coming up at the moment and I can see Pip looking at me very expectantly in her chair almost like she's bouncing <laughs> and I'm tempted to draw this out even longer just so I can make her wait because it's entertaining <laughs> but as many of you are probably aware Edinburgh Yarn Festival is in what two or three weeks less than a month less basically. than four weeks it was four weeks on Friday yeah. just there and I'm so not that, excited yeah not that Pip's been counting down the days not at, at all, all. <laughs> you've got a calendar hint somewhere with it crossed off on the days haven't you yes how did I know? Not even hidden. <laughs> I'm off kidding. That's a sad thing. <laughs> so saying, it is an event that is worth counting down the days for. I went last year and I had an absolute blast. Whereas this is going to be my first year and yeah. I've seen all the pictures, including the pictures on the website of the wonderful Sia in her lush. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a picture of her. Yep, Oops. there is. <laughs> and it, I am so excited. I uh, cannot wait. There's so many people that I want to talk to and yeah. yarn I want to squish. And I've been saving up for almost an entire yeah. year, so I so, can double my stash. Fair. Oh. Um, so yeah, I think in the interest of basically winding people up even more and making her even more excited, we should probably talk about what we're excited about, maybe chat about potential shopping lists, that kind of thing. Yeah, so... Um, so we were going through the list about half an hour ago just to double check that the people that we thought were going were going, and... It's going to be amazing. It's bigger and better than last year. And yeah, I am a little bit excited. I'm just toning it down because it's entertaining watching Pip sit and squee and bubble over with I'm joy. I'm always the excited one. Yeah. Everyone always mentions um, I'm the one that can't, you know, can't keep a lid on it. Hyperactive. Yeah. Um, so in terms of what I know I'm looking forward to, um, top of my list is um, a fire knits, which is the lovely KM Bedigan. Really looking forward to seeing her there. I actually went around the Edinburgh Yarn Festival with her last year, had an absolute blast. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing her having a stall, buying some more of her patterns, and I think she's going to have some other fun little tidbits on the stall there too, so that'll be cool. What else am I looking forward to? We've got a list, it's exciting. It's like Christmas for yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to see Fiona Alice designs there. As you guys have probably guessed, I am a subscriber of the Pom Pom Mag. I love it. Wonderful patterns, and I knit Fiona's Take Heart hat two years ago I think when it came out mm -hmm. wonderful hat it's got like cables in the shape of hearts going up it and it's a really nice relaxing knit but she's had a book out recently and I want that book basically you did not just <laughs> see the expression that crossed her face it was like pure need yeah 
all the designs are up on Ravelry and it looks so, so lovely. And I can't think of a better opportunity than Edinburgh Yarn Festival to acquire a book full of patterns and then the yarn to knit those patterns. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's a match made in heaven for me, which rather conveniently brings me on to the yarn vendors that I'm really excited to see. Obviously, I'm very, very excited that Ginger Twists are going to be there again. I am a very big fan of Ginger's hand-dyed yarns. Yes. I have a small collection in my stash. I think it's impossible not to be a fan. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah, Jess does some beautiful, beautiful colourways, and she uses some lovely bases as well. So, very much looking forward to expanding my Ginger Twist stash then. And what else is there? Kettle the Yarn Company are going to be there, mm-hmm. and... I follow her on Instagram, and yes. oh my goodness, they're such beautiful saturated colours. Gorgeous. I want them all, and it's almost torture, really, looking at the Instagram feed, because you just see these beautiful skeins of yarn, so look like nicely arranged together. And you do think, yes, those six colours do look fantastic together, I just want them all. Yeah. It's like it's like candy, basically, yep. isn't it? So I'm very excited to see that in the flesh and have a good smush. Queen of Pearls is also going to be there, so it'll be very nice to see. Yes. Queen of Pearls and her hand dyed at a festival and maybe acquire some of that. Well, I was joking to her that, of course, <laughs> I'm going to go all the way to Edinburgh to see her. <laughs> Such a dedicated customer. Absolutely. Like. I'm also excited for Rainbow Heirloom. Oh, yes. I got a scheme of their sweater base last year, which is a merino. It's sort of like a DK irony weight. And I got it in the Princess Rockstar colourway. And it was so nice to knit with. I made a hat. And I, I need more. I need more. <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on some more of that. And I'm also excited to see the Stephen and Penelope stall. Partly because I'm hoping there'll be some Hedgehog Fibers yarn there. Yes. And I want to knit with that again. Yes. But also because seeing Stephen West at the festival last year it was absolutely fantastic. But yeah, he's such he's such a lovely, bold character and really loving all the brioche knits that he's doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. I find... The new poncho that he just yeah. released is gorgeous. So I spent all of last year going, I'm not sure I really want to do a brioche shawl. I don't quite understand it. And something in me this year has just kind of gone, yes, brioche. Um, <laughs> which is fair. And yeah, so I think at some point there are some brioche patterns in my future, possibly with some neon speckled yarn. Who knows? But I'm very much looking forward to seeing all of his new patterns and everything else on the store this year. So that'd be cool. Yes. And now, because I can sense that the excitement is pretty much ready to burst from Pip. Pip, what are you excited for? Edinburgh Yarn Fest this year? Everything? (laughs) I, um, well, let's go through the vendors I'm excited to see first. So I'm looking forward to Ba-Ram Yu. Yorkshire! Um, Blacker Yarns. (laughs) I love Blacker Yarns. Just the, I've got a few of their rare breed Mm. yarns. and You have a few. Beautiful. Yes, I have many. I pretty much have all of the ones (laughs) I could get. I absolutely love the yarns. I also love just how knowledgeable mm. the blackers are. You know, the essays and the blog mm. posts and, you know, the um, blog posts about the mm. difference between, you know, worsted spun and woolen spun. It's just so interesting yeah. to me. And there's a new base that's going to be launching before. Yes. Ooh, which I'd forgotten about until Tamar. this very moment. Which both of us need. Yes, absolutely. But I've seen some of yeah. the... I've seen some of it knitted up and it just looks so lustrous yeah. and gorgeous and all the reviews I've heard make it sound stunning. Mm. And the grey one that I've seen actually it looked almost looked like chain mail. It was yeah, really pretty. I'm looking forward to Chop Ginger. Really interested in the way that she looks for British yarns and the way that she you know, like, you know, the small bree the small flocks and things like that. I'm really interested. I'd yeah. really love to have a wee chat with her if she's not completely busy. 
Easy Knits. Been a big fan of Easy Knits. Easy Knits mm. is one of probably some of the first more expensive yarns yeah. I got. They've got a new like gradient sets. Need some of that in my life. She's not joking. I got a text message from her last night going, Easy Knits have these gradient sets. I need them. <laughs> I'm probably looking... not intended in that tone of voice, but that's no. pretty much how it came across. <laughs> the Eden Cottage yarns I follow and just looks gorgeous. Yes. Just um, so pretty. I got a skein of the Yak Blend base, I think it is. Ooh. I can't remember what it is. I can't remember the name. We'll put it in the show notes um, once I've gone stash diving and found it. And I bought it basically because it was like touching a cloud. Yes. And I don't dare knit with it because I don't want to spoil that cloud likeness that's in the skein. <laughs> um, but yeah, their store last year was fantastic. Yes. So, yeah. Um, John Arbin, who recently mm. were featured on Country Fire, yes. in fact. Um, really interested to see what uh, what they have available. New Lanark, fairly actually local to us. They're yeah. only, what, 20 miles away or something like that? Maybe a little bit further than that. Yeah. Um, and I just love New Lanark in general. Yeah. Um, basically, if you don't know about New Lanark, it was a factory mill town mm-hmm. um, and it housed all of the workers there. I think... Um, like it was one of the first places to have union and like they protected really looked after the workers and things and it's by the falls of Clyde and you can go and visit and it's gorgeous and mm, I didn't lovely. I didn't realise that they actually had a mill the last time I went so that I'm really looking forward to actually having a look and seeing what they've got Ripples Crafts we saw the, her at In The Loop I need some of her indigo shades I need them in my life please thank you <laughs> uh, yarn garden i'm interested in and also it'll be nice to see woolen floor um as well because i did um a natural dyeing workshop with her in october oh, yeah, so you did. um which was great i really enjoyed it actually it was so interesting and I was so she's jealous. she's so knowledgeable and just a lovely person um so it'll be nice to have a wee chat yeah. with her if she has time that's kind of like the the very cut down shopping list yeah we basically want to see every single person pretty much but um and i'm also interested in the podcast lounge which this year is being sponsored by blacker yarns mm-hmm. that knit british is running um, i can't wait and i think she was saying like shiny bees and things are going to be yeah, there and so many amazing podcasts oh, it's going to be there can't wait to it's going to be everybody yeah. and go to some sessions and... i'm really looking forward to it just the sense of community that you get from knitting yeah. and the people that you meet and I'm just so excited this is definitely going to be the biggest event I will ever have yeah. been to in regards to knitting because I haven't been able to get to places like mm-hmm. Shetland Wool Week or Unravel or anything like yeah. that so I'm just so excited to really get in amongst it yeah. and meeting people and talking to people and you know pattern spotting and <laughs> I just I can't yeah. wait that's the thing like one of the really nice things last year is just sort of basically sitting down in the cafe area that they had set up last year and just being surrounded by so many people that were just sitting and knitting and crocheting and chatting and it's just really really it's just a really lovely like warm cozy feeling to be surrounded by such a wonderful loving and welcoming community mm-hmm. and you get people like you know just talking to each other being like oh i really love that cardigan you're wearing i love that shawl or oh that yarn that you're buying i've used that before it's just such a nice sense of community and you just feel really lucky to be part of it, yeah. I think. And I think that's probably the main thing that I took away from Edinburgh Yarn Festival last year is just, I love being in this nice, lovely bubble of yarn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all these lovely, lovely, wonderful people who are yeah. so friendly and welcoming and encouraging. 
Definitely. Like, I feel like since I started knitting, and especially since in the last year, year and a half, that I've really Mm. become more interested in the community and I've started to be involved in listening to podcasts and going to events you know like Indie Bar Yarn last year which is my first actual proper like knitting event I feel like I've kind of just met my people you know yeah and it's gonna be really nice to just be at Edinburgh Yarn Fest people that share the same passions Mm -hmm. and the same interests and it's just gonna be really fun and I can't wait and I know that I'm gonna make friends and it's gonna be brilliant. Just can't wait. Yep. Spoiler alert. They're gonna have a great time. <gasps> <laughs> and I'm not even sorry. <laughs> no, can't wait. It's gonna be a tense couple of weeks of waiting. And... Yes. It's gonna feel like it takes forever, yeah. and then the two days that we're gonna be there, the Friday and the Saturday, are probably gonna go so fast. Yeah. But um, I'd probably, I imagine the next podcast will probably be all about what we got up to oh, yeah. at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I think the first five minutes were me going, so I bought a leash for Pip <laughs> so that I could pull her back from running to every single stall in one go. <laughs> and you'll just be running around sticking your face in every box of yarn going, oh my god, there's this yarn, but there's that yarn over there. Oh my goodness, there's that over there. I'm sure I'll meet someone else doing that and we'll bond instantly. Oh, absolutely. It's gonna to be, be fair, I want to do that. It's just that because you'll be doing it, I'll be like, I can't do this. I you'll just pretend like, to be the responsible one. Oh, Pip, stop. Stop. Sorry, she's not mine, I promise. Oh no, I won't. I'm standing back <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Taking lots of pictures of me pulling ridiculous faces. faces. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a supportive friend and podcast yes. co-host. <laughs> but it's going to be absolutely fabulous yeah. and I can't wait. And oh, it's just so exciting. Yes. So exciting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think that probably brings us to the end of um, this week's episode. Yes, I would say so. So... I promise it will not be this long until the next episode. I found my laptop. Life yes. life has calmed down a little bit. Yes. You know, so Touch wood. Touch wood. Yeah. It'll be really <laughs> nice to see you next episode. Yep. Um and have a good time. And if any of you, you go. are going to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, we will hopefully see you, you there. there. Goodbye. Bye guys. <laughs>